Hola primo and primas. We are the Puro Pinchu Primos. I'm Luis Velasquez. That's your primo Christopher Costello. We are back and talking football. What is going on, primo? Hey, what's up, primo? Good to be back, man. Oh my god, week one. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Well, you know what? I appreciate you uh reaching out to me, make sure I was okay, which you didn't. I'm just being uh facetious. I think that's how you say it. Facetious. I don't know, man. You're the educated man. You let me know. But uh do you know how my football weekend went? Do you know how Say my, that again? What? Do you know how my football weekend went? Saturday, yeah. Texas, Alabama. Texas, hey, Alabama, Texas loses by one point. You know how heartbreaking that is? And then on Sunday, Titans, Giants, Titans lose by one point. Two heartbreaks by one point in a weekend. And you didn't even reach out, bro. You didn't even you didn't ask if I was okay. You didn't care about my mental health. You didn't do anything like that, man. You know, the Texas one, I, I'll be honest, like, the lead that they had was not good enough. I knew it wasn't good enough, and I wasn't trying to hype you up or tear you down. I wanted you to enjoy that because I knew exactly what was going to happen. I think the rest of the country knew it was going to happen. Yeah, when we kicked that Long- field goal, when we kicked that field goal, I was like, oh, nope, too much time. Nope, this is Alabama. I mean, they haven't done nothing all game, but this is Alabama. And they're going to, you know. Yeah, I, I was happy for you. I was just kind of like, all right, enjoy this league because <laughs> unless three touchdowns, they are not Alabama. Not Alabama. Yeah, and then Sunday, Sunday, you know, we're going through it with the with the with the Titans, right? And it's funny the uh, there was like two minutes left in the game, and Ariana, my daughter, comes in, and we're winning, right? We're winning, and, like, she can tell I'm mad. And she's like, why are you mad? Dad, why are you mad? You're winning. And I was like, because we're not going to win. She said, what do you mean? You're winning. You're up. Why aren't you? And she, like, couldn't understand. Like, look, I've been through this before, okay? I know what's going on. I know what's about to happen. I can see momentum going right now. And sure enough, she was like, sure enough, she was like, how did you know that, Dad, at the end of the game? She said, you were right. I was like, yes. Now leave me alone. She said, yeah, I'm going to go outside. <laughs> I, I was just a, a co-worker of mine uh, uh, Javier the, Who is a Giants fan by the way Like a diehard oh, Giants fan and, uh, I gotta shout him out and give him credit Because he was really easy on me And I think I think what it is, is we, We're not at the point in our relationship Where we would like go hard Because I would have let him down easy too I think we were both like respectful of, Like yo we know it hurts and if it was the other way around, we hope that we'd be nice to each other. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the, uh, you know, that game, you're absolutely right. That that momentum and like how that game was closing out, I was just like, ah, I see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I see where this, just, it never felt good after those like Saquon Barkley touchdowns and runs. Like that guy, I'll also say this. I don't know if I've seen a guy run that fast on a, he looked at like, in those runs, he looked like Tyreek Hill's speed. Yeah, he looked. It was scary. He looked like Penn State Saquon to me. Like I was like, "Uh oh, this dude, this dude's finally healthy. Watch out!" But uh, yep, yeah, it was nuts. It was depressing. But uh, you, you didn't reach out, bro. And I get it. You were you were busy this weekend. You went to somewhere. Like you said, here's one thing. I know you said a couple months ago, like you were gonna go to this thing. And I was like, I, I just kind of laughed it off. Like, yeah, right. Okay, that'd be awesome if you could go. And then next thing I know, you're sending me a picture of this place. Go ahead and let our primo and primas know what, what your weekend was like this past weekend. Yeah, I, I didn't get to go into week one football until like right at one o'clock when the Titans game started. But that Saturday night, um, I drove up to Springfield, Massachusetts to be part of the to be in the building for the Hall of Fame induction of my all-time favorite player, uh, basketball player, Manu Ginobili. So to be in there while this brother was getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. And then also, like, 
in the building was Pop. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Tim Duncan is the one that was his like sponsor to get into the the Hall of Fame. For everybody that doesn't know, you get to select someone to introduce you or to be on stage with you during the induction, but they also have to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and. Tim Duncan was his guy. So the fact that Tim was up there with Ginobili, um, and then when Duncan was up there, it was David Robinson, right? Like the, the just lineage of Spurs. Right. Great. Next year, like, next year, Manning will be up there with Tony. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's incredible. It was incredible to be there. I was like, like being there. And then also, what was great is it, I mean, essentially, he was. The headliner, and I think that the way that they did that was based off of the number of votes they got, like who got the most votes to get in, right? It seemed that way based off of uh, the lineup when they introduced people. Um, but I was in, in so it's a really small theater. I was in the balcony, but everybody in the balcony were Ginobili fans. Yeah, I was about There's, to. I was about to ask because I watched it on uh, NBA TV. And uh, there was a lot of hooting and hollering uh, uh, from the rafters, right? Going, my new chance and all this stuff. And I was like, man, is that my primo? And I was trying to listen. I was like, that's my primo up there. Is he hooting and hollering like that? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was, you know, what's crazy too, that at the end of the, when uh, when he was done and he was coming off the stage, um, I don't know if you remember, they used to do the ole, ole, and so Manu, 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 Manu. So like, yeah, it was just dope. And, and there was people there, Louis, that I know you know this. You look at them in the face and you're like, oh, you're from San Antonio. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you, for sure, for sure. People on that showed up for Ginobili. And I, it made me just think like, uh, whatever these people had to do to get up here, because it's, it's not an easy place to get to. Uh -huh. Springfield, Massachusetts, it's not a place where you're going to like fly into. And even if you fly into Boston, it's still like a trek to drive there. But uh it was it was such an amazing event. It was he looked really happy. It was great to see him as a family. And I, I'll say this too about the Hall of Fame speeches is they always talk about their family members who like never get recognized. And obviously you probably want to protect your family members from like the media and those types of things. But the, the speeches of the sacrifices that their families had to make for them to reach greatness were incredible. Um, some quick things I'll, I'll say like George Carl gave a speech and he thanked his two ex-wives. For basically rape it. Yeah. And you know, you could tell like, his kids were there, his daughters were like grown women, but it was like one of those moments where you knew like, yeah, this that was not around like right. as much as and you know, and it was more of like a like a, a sense of gratitude for for just like his wives putting up with him. But I would recommend to anyone I that for John Nobley's speech, but the person that killed it, their speech was incredible and it just like spoke to a lot of like like without being blatant it was social political things about black women in society was swin cap went right before Ginobili. she had an incredible speech and just talked about the importance of like right her mom was there and she shouted at her mom was basically like mom like i'm i only made it this far and like was able to like reach greatness and, and make it through because i got to watch you like raise us and be a strong woman who like kept her dignity and didn't let people push it. It was an incredible speech. It was like really fun. And I remember getting there and being like, people would stand up, right, for the, the end of the speeches. And I was in my head, I was like, I'm not standing for anybody but Ginobili. And Swing Cash's speech came, and I was like, yo, I, I probably was screaming louder than when Ginobili <laughs> finished his speech. Yeah. Great experience. Uh, we at some point got to go back there. And, and I, I would also invite any other diehard Spurs fans like, we go to the museum i just made it to the event so i still gotta go into the basketball hall of fame museum which i heard is like incredible um and, and just is like an amazing experience so we gotta do that at some point yeah for sure maybe next year tony parker gets in eventually when pop retires can they put they can put him in when you know he hasn't retired right i don't know i don't think they do no, because they oh you gotta I, wait five. Is it, see, that's what pop no. need, pop needs to retire. Pop, you need to retire because you may not make it five years after basketball, man. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, think about like you know, pop will probably have all the Spurs in there, right? Yeah. So the, the other thing too was that uh, George Gervin was in the building, so it was like George Gervin, mm. David Robinson mm. was there, um, Tony Parker, 
uh, Ginobili, Duncan, Pop, and then you had his Argentinian. I saw Tiago Splitter. Let me also say, I was in there. I, I think I told you this like at one point via text. I got to be in there um, and walk next to Dikembe Matumbo. Nice. This man, I do not know how anyone ever dunked on this man because just his height alone is. It's terrifying. Like, it's really scary how tall this is. <laughs> um, and then to think an outstretched arm and then him jumping. But let, let me, I'm going too much into basketball. Let me say this. I got to follow Dikembe Mutombo into the bathroom in the urinal. And I remember thinking, I'm peeing in the place where Dikembe Mutombo just peed. This is incredible. That's incredible. I, I, you were so I, undersized in, in all yeah. in all ways. <laughs> Possible, probably. But also partly what I was thinking, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's incredible, man. It was a great experience. I got to see a lot of NBA people. And um, it was amazing to just, like, be amongst, like, these NBA greats. Um, also, another one that I know from our childhood that, that probably the second biggest name, even though he probably didn't get as many votes, was uh, Tim Hardaway. Killer crossover. Killer Tim crossover. Tim Hardaway. I and, remember, and I remember was that team. There. Yeah, that team with Mullen. Oh yeah, that was a good team. Yeah, that that's the one I, I saw. I saw his speech. I mean, that shit. That Hall of Fame. I don't know how you dealt with it. That thing was long, right? I did a lot of fast forwarding. I recorded it. I did last fast forwarding. I, I did Tim Hardaway speech. I saw the Swin Cash speech. Also, they were talking about. And then my new speed, that was the only ones I made it through. And I was like, man, this thing. Yeah. It was a long-ass day for you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. But, you know, it was worth it. And it was beautiful. And it was really intimate. I'll say that. There's probably only like about, I don't know, less than 300 people in the building. Being like, yo, I've, we've had, you've had, you know, your 20th birthday probably had more with their party than they're working. <laughs> for sure. For sure. No doubt. <laughs> that um, facility, that symphony hall. Yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. You got to do that. It's crazy. I know. I I know that that it was something for you because I know Manny, how much Manny Ginobili means to you. He was your favorite player of all time. For you to go experience that, man, that's just awesome. Not everybody gets to do that. That's definitely an awesome experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Manny. I, I want to say this. My favorite line to say about Manny Ginobili: the most decorated. Latino in the mm. history of the. All right, primo. Now it's time. It's time. That's enough basketball talk for one week. It is the NFL season. We got through week one. Week one was crazy, bro. It was crazy. Like there were so many close games, so many back and forth. Like I, the the hour between the first games and the second game slate was just nuts. You had that uh, the Pittsburgh game was going crazy. The Houston-Indianapolis game was going on. Detroit was trying to make a comeback. Like, that that first that first uh, slate of games at the end was just crazy. Like, I couldn't... I know you said you were traveling back. Like, I was on I was on red zone. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, trying to flip games. I didn't know what game to flip to because everything was close. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is why NFL is king. Every year, you can't mess with it. Week one was absolutely nuts. Yeah, I think the the like so much of what happened in those in that week was like I, I always feel that the first quarter of an NFL season has really weird victories, like upsets that shouldn't have happened and that don't really tell the are. Um, they kind of it kind of can fool you, which is what I'm hoping is what we saw in the Titans game, but we'll talk about that later. But I think that there was just like there's so many crazy things that were happening within like just narratives. Like I was really excited about the Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson revenge games. Um, and both of those went terrible for those guys. They ended up losing at the very end. 
um, through like field goals. And I felt bad for for both of them. And then also just was like, this probably was the best result for. Because if they would have both won, it would have been like, oh, great. Yeah, cool. But the fact, like they still have something to prove now, right? Versus getting over that hump. Like they, they now they have a bigger chip on their shoulder. Um, and one thing that I thought was funny about those games was just how Baker Mayfield had that deep ball TD to Robbie Anderson after we kept bringing that stuff up about the tweet and everything earlier yeah. in, in the season. Uh, so I thought that was incredible for, for them. I was like, I hope that's good things to come for both of them. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, when we're talking to uh, our buddies and our fantasy football, especially right now, like our fantasy football chat right now is on fire, right? And there's, love it. Yeah, I love Look it. You're there, guys. My wife, my wife, man, she was like, oh, because, you know, again, we're two hour difference from you guys. So when you guys are talking, this is put it out, when you guys are talking in the morning, like it's like really early in the morning for me, right? That's and my, right. And my phone is going off, and she was like, my wife, she, she'll nudge me. She was like, it's your fantasy buddies again. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let me see. And I, and I rolled over, like, let me see what they're talking about. Do I need to, do I need to interject, or can this wait two, two more hours before I get up? I'm like, okay, yeah, no, we'll. Oh wait, but anyway, it was yeah. funny. It was funny yeah. that that oh, no. from the beginning. <laughs> it was funny that that uh, we started talking trash to Baker Mayfield on that chat, and like this dude, and then after literally like the ne- I would say like the next play, Baker Mayfield throws that ball to Robbie Anderson, and he's like all of a sudden he's back. I was like, oh man, we <laughs> we jinxed that. We we did that. We helped him out. Actually, we helped him out because we started as soon as we started talking trash about him. He started finally balling, bringing them back. Yeah, those those games were so great. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the close, the close uh, scores of the slate of games, but like that Steelers Bengals game, like as a division game. I mean, that's a big win for the Steelers. Like Trubisky as a, at the at the quarterback winning that game. I, we talked about it before Nick Fearson missing that field goal at the end of the game where like that guy's usually a lock like I thought that that was such a huge huge like uh moral victory for the Steelers to like keep the belief going but you know that you know they're coming back because the, at least the, the Bengals are coming back because Burrow had a terrible game yeah Burrow had a terrible game and they were still into it one thing I'm worried about the Bengals though is I thought they fixed the offensive line from the offseason between free agent pickups and stuff, I thought they fixed it, but he was getting hammered. T.J. Watt was going off. He's he's hurt now though, right? So that's gonna be a big uh, a big hinder for for Pittsburgh. But they were still teeing off, and I they obviously didn't haven't fixed that line for for Burrow, and I think that has to do a lot with his picks. Is he was worried he's worried about getting hit all the time. Yeah, I mean. You know, and those Watt brothers, I mean, felt, I feel like it's the same in just kept coming back for, uh, for JJ Watt was um, the pectoral muscle tear, right? And it's like, damn, like, damn, guys, how much are y'all lifting? <laughs> You're like, what the ways? For real, stretch a little bit. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that's going to be a big loss for them. And we'll see how that, like, affects the Steelers going forward and, and how much of a hole that creates. I mean, it was also a huge, huge injury week in general for a lot of teams. Um, some of those we'll talk about later on. But, you know, big things shifted in week one. And I don't know that I remember as many stories in a week one as this one had with regards to whether it be an injury or an upset or just decision making um, coming up. I, I, you know, decision making. I hate to bring up the sore subject. This is the thing too. You, you got mad at me earlier in the intro of like, why didn't I check on your mental? I'm a Titans fan too, bro. Like <laughs> that thing hurt me. That's <laughs> true. Man. I should have reached that. I, that feel my... <laughs> I tell you what, the only reason that I was able to survive that was strictly because of that Ginobili induction ceremony. Had I not had that as like a win. And the experience, I would have crumbled after that loss. It was painful. And you already know, you don't got to deal with Giants fans. You don't got to deal with the New York media of, like, being part of those losses and, like, destroying me. But fine, we, we will worry about you. I, I also do know you take the losses harder than I do. So. You're right. You're out. No, it was selfish. It was selfish of me. You are in New York. You've had to deal with Next it. If the Titans, then we can talk. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's do it next time. But yeah, you gotta deal with those Jets fans for like, man, you're like you, you're suffering over there. I'm even thinking about that. One one thing in the chat where they were like, oh, so New York owns the Titans. I had to be like, yep, yep. Like, I can, yep. Let, let's just get this over with, and let me, see. you can stop talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, decision making, man. Um, you have brought that up. What'd you think about that Monday night football game? At the end there with Russell, the uh, rookie coach Nathaniel Hackett uh, deciding to make, I don't know what was going on. I was with, I don't know if you saw the uh, the cast with the Manning cast. I was right there. I was watching the Manning cast through it. And I was right there with, with Peyton calling time. I'm like, what are you doing? Call time out. Call time out. Call time out. Them to waste all that time to kick a 64-yarder. Uh, they yeah, just I, ridiculous. Like I don't know what the heck. Like I don't know what the heck was going on there. It, it seems like it was a predetermined decision that like we will go, and we don't care where we're gonna be at as long as we get past this certain point. <clears throat> Which I feel bad for McMahon is all that pressure that he has to of having to be like, all right, you you're gonna expect me now. Field goals on a regular, like is this really what we're at? Yeah, here's what I, here's what I was thinking. You know, so he this dude McManus has got a big leg, and in practice he's probably knocking these out. But in practice, in practice, he's in Colorado, right, where the air is thinner, the ball travels Thank farther, you. right. He's not this game with this in 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 Denver that ball that kick is probably going in, right. And this dude's a genius. Third. Right. But he was in Seattle and he, he didn't have a leg for that. Like he it was obviously short. Um so yeah, you got you gotta know your personnel, coach. You gotta know your personnel. You gotta know what they're capable of. Don't put you put that kicker in a bad spot and uh put Russell in a bad like that whole that whole interaction. And and honestly, like, again, I don't know if you remember the Titans game, we did the same thing the play before yeah. uh we kicked the field goal, right? We had to waste the time out. We didn't know what we were doing. And uh, instead of maybe being like a 38-yard field goal, it was a fucking 46-yard field goal, and we missed it. So a lot of coaches out there had some week one jitters uh, that needed to get that out there. Anything else stood out to you from week one? Uh, Aside from that, I know, like I said, the decision-making, and I didn't even get to mention the main point was, the Giants going for two, not just as a loss for the Titans, but I thought that uh, it's kind of the reverse of what you're talking about with Hackett, which is that coach was making it a point of like, no, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna go for it, and we're gonna make sure that the culture of our team is about winning and not playing it safe. And I thought that what he probably also knew was I don't know how much longer our momentum is gonna last. You talked about momentum earlier. And I thought he made a great call to go for it, but that play call was, it was just the right call. Like, it, it looked like a much easier play than it should have been. And that was a really rough way to, like, watch that game kind of fall apart. Yeah, I definitely think he, he changed, when you talk about coach, he, he changed that culture with that one play call. He changed that culture uh, with, the, with having the guts to go for it for two. You remember last year, man, this is a team that punted on third down, right? Last year they punted yeah. on third down, uh, you know, just trying to this, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, he he changed the culture just like that in that one play. Um, it was obviously like gut wrenching to me and to you and to, uh, to us. Okay, there you go. That better yeah. gut wrenching to you. us. Thank you. As Titan fans, but it definitely like it was a great play call. Um, I like it. to me what stood out um, was the dominant like. Buffalo was dominant. I think they yeah. they they put their stamp on there. They're the best team. Uh, just like I called last week, they're the best team in football, um, and it's not even close. And unfortunately, they got the Titans in week two Monday night. Uh, Wonderful. So anybody want to reach out for our our mental health? You know, Monday night after the game. You know, it'd be nice. It would be nice. But also. Uh, one thing that I, that last week I I, I kind of questioned and didn't really think they still had it in them was the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Kansas City Chiefs came out and uh, Patrick Mahomes came out and they they were dominant. He was a big time player, um, so they look good. I, I I would think right right after Buffalo, I got Kansas City is is the one that that looks like the second best team in the league right now. Um, so uh, yeah, scarier than I think what everybody was imagining. I think it's just we just didn't know what to expect, but. What we should have known is Mahomes, Mahomes, right? And Kelsey is still Kelsey. And as long as they got those two guys, they'll have leadership on their team to make those things happen and, and to try to make big plays. But they balled out. And I also want to just thank them on behalf of my fan because they're both on my fantasy team. My second and third round. Yeah, we don't need to talk about. I also took a fantasy football loss this week. Okay. So <laughs> we don't need to talk about. I, I wasn't going to bring gonna hurt your feelings but we'll leave it at that <laughs> yo uh I, I will go ahead oh sorry go 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 no I was, I was gonna say another team that looked dominant and uh i guess i'm surprised at the dominance but i'm not sure it was the minnesota vikings man minnesota vikings look good against green bay now we did predict on this show that green bay packers were gonna be trash which i still think they are they're trash so I don't know. I'm, I look forward to see what Minnesota can do in week two, but they look good. That offense looks good. Jefferson is that dude, right? He yeah, he definitely is. that dude. They got all the pieces. They got all like, the yeah. On paper, oh, they they're not that bad. Yeah, yeah. They, if if they, their defense, if their defense can hold up, man, I don't. I they won't be too far from the first seed in, in the NFC. I don't think. Oh, that's a good. That's an interesting prediction. Yeah, but they, they, you know, they're there. I also think the thing about them is that they already got the years in together. So the thing that you need, like as far as like chemistry, like you should have it by now. You should well enough to like make that that step up with a with like a new play caller. Um, I think that they, you know, you're right. They're going to be really strong. They're winning that division. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, we called that already too. We called that without a doubt. I think the, the team in the in the NFC though that you know we were talking about uh, Russell Wilson is uh, Seattle to me was I was really impressed by Seattle and particularly Geno Smith's command of that offense. Like we know Geno Smith is not Russell Wilson, but Geno Smith does have some weapons on there, right? And particularly GK Metcalf, um, and he's got an all-time great offensive coach in Pete Carroll to support him but he's also been there right he's the backup it's not like he's coming into like a new organization new offense like he should know the offense by now but i thought that he just looked a lot more um prepared and just like really mature as a player um in handling that offense handling that game because that game they should have lost right denver had those two fumbles um in the red zone they should have probably gotten Maybe a little, like, pretty handy to them, and they stayed within. They stayed resilient. I thought I was really impressed by Seattle and, and what they can do going forward. Yeah, I really like Rashard Penny now. Like Rashard Penny, the running back. Uh, yep. He, he looks like he, he. At the end of last season, he started coming on real strong, and uh, I mean, he he picked up right where he left off. He was definitely that dude. I, I'm just worried when I, when you talk Seattle, I'm worried like that was a big emotional like. It's Monday night. It's against Russell Wilson. True. You know, it's it's big emotion. Like they 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 came up for that game, right? Now, what are they gonna? Yeah. How, how do you follow that up, right? How do you follow? It's kind of same thing. I'm worried about Texas after we played Alabama, right? They, it was a home game. It's Alabama. You got a hundred thousand people, and now this week we got UTSA, and I'm worried Ooh. about UT. Yeah, that trap yeah. game. You're not paying attention. Exactly. Don't be looking ahead. Yeah. Yeah, will get you. Yeah, they will, they will. But going back to NFL, yeah. So I'm worried about that. Like, I, I want to see how 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 they react on week two when it's not that emotional game. He was to me. It was, he was just like you said. I think he was Mr. Cool man. He was cool, calm, collective. Geno Smith. The moment wasn't yeah. too big for him. He made plays when they needed to make plays with his legs, with his arm. Um. So yeah, he was cool. The Ravens. Ravens looked okay for me too. They kind of stood out. They had a big game against the Jets. Um, it took a while. It took a while though for them to get going, for Lamar to get going. Uh, but once that second half hit, he finally he finally woke up and got going. 
I am impressed by the Jets defense, though. The Jets defense, the Jets cornerbacks, uh, they're decent. They're 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 gonna be good. Like I, I still very much believe. Yeah, yeah. I still very much believe that they're gonna be in the next two years, they're gonna be a legit team, almost like the Vikings are coming out this year. Joe. Now let let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I know we got a lot of people from Texas that listen to the show. Um but true or false, primo, true or false, see or no, the Cowboys are done. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, so, there's no I I wanna give every team hope, even the team that I hate the most, just to keep football interesting, but they're done. Like they cannot do anything without Dak Prescott. Which, you know, any team loses a starting quarterback, but it's it's so um all over the place that if you lose Dak, it's just there you got no shot whatsoever. There's like no hope. Like it's just now playing the games to see what guys can can get in their stats. Which isn't gonna be much with Cooper Rush. Yeah, I don't get and you know me being a Cowboy hater and everything is just like their defense is good, right? Their defense yeah, is. is good. The I mean the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only put up 19 points. That's not a lot of points, right? For a Tom Brady led team, there's not a lot of points. Their defense is good. Also, Dak Prescott the last three seasons hasn't completed a full season, right? He's injury prone. He you have an injury prone quarterback. Why haven't you? Why haven't you got a legit? He what? Dak, because I like Dak. I'll say that I I don't like the Cowboys, but it's very rare that I'm gonna root against like a a class act like black quarterback, right? Like just because of my old Warren Moon days of being being a fan. Until, anyways, is he? But Dak is he class act? About his injuries, they've been freakish, right? Like. This one is like a hand thing hitting, um, like, you know, hitting against it on a throw, which that generally is like any guy that goes through that is going to mess up. We saw it with Matthew Stafford last year where that almost became just catastrophic for them. Um, he was able to bounce back from it. And this looked far worse than that. Um, but then also the ankle one was just like a freakish one, too. And that was disgusting. Like, it's one of the worst things that any of us have ever seen. But that was also not like like he's a frail guy so i'll say at least for those injuries it's not i I don't think he's injury prone i think he's just had really bad luck but what do you expect when you're a cowboy like you're just you're cursed well that's that's i don't if he's injury prone or not the last three seasons he's been hurt okay yep okay last three seasons if if he's been hurt so why have it why hasn't gm jerry jones gone out and got a legit backup like Cooper Rush is not well, a legit backup, right? Why haven't you supplied well, they this actually, team? They they revived the career of Andy Dalton by doing that. They did have Andy Dalton that year, and although he he's still Andy Dalton, it still helped <laughs> like, at least once. And I think if you're if your guy bounces back from that terrible, scary injury, that ankle disgusting thing that we saw, right. then you're like, oh, he came back from that, then we good, right? But you're right. I mean, he's been injured. Jerry Jones got to do a better job. That that's never going to end for Jerry Jones. No, no. And I was wondering, like, usually, usually these talks go through between the GM and, and the owner, right? Like the owner talks to GM, like, why haven't you got me a good backup quarterback? And then, so I'm wondering, like, does Jerry like look in the mirror and he's like, "Hey, oh, this is owner Jerry Jones talking to GM Jerry Jones. Why haven't you got me a good? You know, I don't know how that conversation goes. Who he's gonna hold responsible for? Maybe his son. I don't know. But he, he got the, like the the personnel is not good, especially on the offensive yeah. side. The personnel is not good. Ezekiel Elliott is not that good anymore. Like, go ahead and start Make- Pollard. Like, if I were them, I would yeah. go ahead and start Pollard. Zeke is not that well, dude they, anymore. They got plays where they're both on the field together and in the backfield together. So it's kind of like you need to start moving that way because I think they need that anyway for misdirection. And then I also say, you know, they also lost James Washington, who was a big pickup from them in the offseason. They lost him in the offseason, which is kind of like they never even got to see what that looks like. So GM-wise, he's making the move. It's just never 
seems to work out. And again, that might be just a curse, cowboy curse. But I don't think Jerry Jones. It's a Jimmy Johnson curse. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. It's it a is. Jimmy Johnson curse. But I don't think Jerry Jones in the mirror questions Jerry Jones. Nah. Like, I don't think that's who he is. Nah. I think he makes decisions. Like, yeah, no, this was the decision. Um, Ain't nothing his Which fault. is bold. But it'll, yeah. But, you know, it'll keep you without a ring for 30 years. Yeah. So, also, one thing that, I sh- that came out is... Uh, the Patriots, they're bad. They're bad. <laughs> they are bad. That offense is, is what we said it was going to be. Is absolute trash. Um, they are bad. And they have no direction going on offense. And they're going to be bad this year. Without a doubt. Yeah. I think that's enough said about them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Primo, it's time. It is time to talk about our Tennessee Titans. We did this. If you, if you guys are, are new to the show, we used to do this with the San Antonio Spurs during the season. We talk about our team. This is a, a time that, we're, that we are doing to talk about our Tennessee Titans. And Tennessee Titans went up against the New York football Giants, and we took that big L this week. We took that big L. I was. Ow. Yeah, it was Ow. bad. There's, like, I don't know, like, again, last year, last year we lost to the Arizona Cardinals, right, in week one, and then bounced back against Buffalo, which we're going to have to do again. So I don't know how to take this week one loss. I don't know if the Giants are really that good. Do we make them look no. good? Don't even go there. We know. Even, I want to say this to the Giants fan. You know that we gave you that game. I even had somebody. <laughs> but let me say that. There is no question, no one better ever. I do not want to hear any Giants fans say that they are better than the Titans because we know the deal. We yeah. know that we had, they got lucky. So I'm just going to say that. I, I like, because I, I usually say that. I think Saquon is back, right? I think as long as he can stay healthy, that he's back. Um, Danny Dimes, well, I don't even know why he has that nickname, honestly. <laughs> like, he's never that dude is, he's Saquon never, has to more because of him but Saquon is back he's scary he looked yeah he did scary but uh going back to the Titans man uh, we're struggling we're gonna struggle on offense um because we don't have that big play guy we don't have AJ Brown and that's what I got out from from this game we don't have AJ Brown right our number one to me and you know me like I record every Titans game, and then like later on in the week, I rewatch the game, and I like fast yeah. forward. Like I spend like the next like three hours of just like dissecting the Titans game. Yeah. And so, what what I dissected after watching that was that was that we don't have that big play guy, right? We don't have the Titans' favorite play to run is always play action off Derrick Henry. Yep. Post. For AJ Brown, right? Fake the Derrick Henry, post AJ Brown, um, and we don't have that. Like maybe Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks had a couple of catches, like, but he's not ready yet. He's not. I think that that's very clear. But I did like what I saw in the plays that he made. He yeah. looked like he looked like a guy that's on his way to making really big plays. Yeah, and that's really all I wanted to see. I don't expect this guy to replace AJ Brown immediately. I know you don't either, but I think, like, in looking at it, I was like, oh, he makes moves and plays that kind of they they kind of are in the realm of what a number one receiver does. And so I'm actually excited about it. I The guy that I think we need to see, like, tons of plays for, just to make the younger guys comfortable, is just get the ball to Robert Woods. Like, get that man the ball as often as possible. He's itching for it because he lost out on a year where his team ended up going to, like, win the Super Bowl without him. And, like, that's what he he's the exact guy that Tannehill needs. So, for me, it was just, like, get Robert with the ball, make it easy, and then that way you can go outside and make some plays with the young guys. But it was tough to watch, man. Yeah, I'm, you know me. I am a number one fan of King Henry. 
Right. I well, I I am his number one fan. I will fangirl if I ever saw that dude. Right. No doubt. <laughs> right. No doubt. I will fangirl. I will be. I will be a white girl in the '80s that sees Michael Jackson. What's that? Say it again. I said I, I I can see it because I can imagine your screen going much higher pitched. Yeah, absolutely. You saw- like I said, I'll be I'll be the white girl in the '80s that saw Michael Jackson. Right? They were just like faint on like <laughs> no doubt. But I'm worried, bro. Like he he missed and and Vrabel brought this up in in a in a conference I think on Tuesday is. The running backs, and especially Derrick Henry, missed a lot of lot of lanes. There were a lot of lanes. When I rewatched it, there were a lot of lanes that were open that if he would cut left instead instead of cutting right, he could have, you know, taken it to the house or whatnot like we. So I'm kind of worried. Hopefully he, he bounces back, and I don't know if he's still feeling that foot or something. He just didn't feel right. Like there was just something, something not right about King Henry when we saw him. I am encouraged. Yeah. Things I am encouraged by, the defense, like even though – like Saquon went off, like he went off on on a couple big plays, right? Like I don't yeah, think he yeah. he didn't dominate through the whole game. He had he had some big plays. Uh, the defense looked like our pass rush is still there even without Harold Landry. Like we got Bud Dupree got a sack. He stepped up. Simmons is a dog man. If 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 anybody is questioning that Jeffrey Simmons is the second best defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald like just watch man like he he's that dude he is that dude yeah. and he dominated the game okay from pass rush from from uh rushing standpoint he is that dude I'm not worried about our defense I think our defense made a couple of mistakes I'm worried about our big playability uh, I do like and last week I brought up Kyle Phillips the other rookie that we got in the fifth or sixth round of the hmm? draft he he showed up he had a big punt return <laughs> He had a lot of catches. Um, so I, he made plays in camp that I thought were Traylon Burks. No, oh, yeah. From the way Traylon, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not the right number." <laughs> that's not. That's, he's very impressive. What I was worried is that we relied on him too much. Yeah, yeah. We like kind of we kind of looked at him too much. He's not ready for that. Yeah, I agree. Like we need to look for more for Robert Woods. Austin Hooper needs to show up. You know, we're always a big tight end kind of kind of team. I forgot we had the guy until like, the game. Yeah, yeah. Austin Hooper, like he didn't show up. So uh unfortunately we got the Buffalo Bills Monday night coming up, right? And so we always play them tough. Like I, I think it's it's not gonna be a blowout, I don't think. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. Right. Yeah. I think that we are we're we're like Mike Vrabel is like we'll be ready for that game. Like, and we don't, like, necessarily, we don't really, this team, Mike Vrabel team, don't really get blown out, right? They're always well prepared. Yeah. They always come ready to fight, and we're going to do that. But it's going to be tough to go into Buffalo on a Monday night, their first home game. Um, it is going to be tough for uh, for our Titans this week. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. It's gonna they're gonna need some big plays. Like they're gonna have to pull off some big plays. They gotta have some secret stuff in there to to kind of trick that Buffalo defense. That Buffalo defense is ready too. Yeah. Von Miller looks he came ready this year in a way that I'm like, yo, he looks better than he did with the Rams. Yeah, yeah. And I'm worried about <laughs> I'm worried about that for <laughs> um and you know we know. Derrick Henry's gonna have to be dominant. Like yeah, he's he gonna is. have to wear them out so that in the fourth quarter he shows up. And you're right. I think one of the things with Derrick Henry that I've always worried about is that he hesitates too long to burst through the hole. Like I'm always like, just go already. Like you're huge. You're gonna you're gonna split it open anyway, right? And so I think we he's gonna have to have some big runs and we're gonna have to at least have like two big plays down the field. And I think those those things are necessary for Tannehill to just become because I told you early in that game, the throws he was making, he looked like he had more zip on the ball. Like he, he made some really good throws, and then it just, we just didn't see it in the second half. Yeah, so, it, it fizzled know, got- out quick. I think, yeah, that second half was rough, man. Like we, we just got, I, honestly, to me, we need to put Todd Downing, our offensive coordinator, on notice, right? Like he, the play calling is is not that good. It really is yeah. not that good. All right. And this is what I'll say to Mike Vrabel as a fault. Like, he is loyal to a fault. 
and you know Todd Downing came up with him he's come he was like a tight ends coach and then he's you know he, he's gonna stick with him longer than he should um, and I, I would have been okay if we went a different direction this offseason from Todd Downing um, and this this first week one like he is not impressed like we were doing like reverses on like third and one like it was stu- like stupid play calling was ridiculous not putting our guys in a good spot like you said we're not doing plays for Robert Woods um and mm-hmm. it, was, it was ridiculous so hopefully he gets back into it but I mean we talked about this earlier offline like we, we can go up with three right we got Buffalo and then we got the yep. then we got the Raiders next next week in Las Vegas yeah so we're like it's a tough trailer we're gonna we're gonna have to figure something out real quick because I don't think the percentage is good, looking good for uh, a team that goes 0-3 to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, we, we have to. I also think that particularly because we have such young guys and, and guys that are new to their roles on the team. Um, although, talking about new guys to the team or young guys, the bright spot, or to me, was the brightest spot. We got something to Hilliard. I, I see why we let go of the other back. And like, whoa. Like, the, the yo. And he's the type of back that I love to watch. He's like a Eckler type of back. Um, but I was really excited. I'm really excited about what we're going to see going forward. It also makes me relieved because now you can kind of rest Derrick Henry a little bit more in a game so that then you can overuse him in the fourth quarter. Um, but I am still worried that Derrick Henry cannot catch the ball to save his life. I am. Yeah. This Madden ring is going to drop. Yeah, that's what it, you know, it, he dropped a pass, and it was it wasn't his fault. Like, I was, uh, Tannehill yep, got it to him late, got it to him real late, but like it hit his hands and he dropped it, and that's the first yeah. thing I thought. Like, this is why he's never going to get that ninety nine rating. Like, this is why right here that play right there, and you yep. can when I looked at his face, when I looked at his, like. That's the feeling that I got that he was thinking in his head was like, man, like I'm never gonna get this rating. He, I know, because he, he said well, like he wants that 99 rating, and I was like, you can't now with it. Like they're never gonna give it to you until you catch the ball. And he just like I don't like he can catch. But, can he though? Nah. I'm really done. I I saw his face after that play too, and you could tell it was the like. I felt like he was like, damn, I'm exposed. Like they all saw it. Everybody saw me drop that shit. He looked like a high school kid. <laughs> it's funny that we like, both saw that. Like, no. and we know exactly what play we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. But um, like we, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think about the Titans right now. Like this, I don't. I don't want to feel like depleted and frustrated and all that. Because like I said last week, last year we we went through the it's same thing. One. Yeah, and we looked a lot worse last year against the the Cardinals, right? We gave up like six sacks, and like we looked a lot worse week one than we did this week. But like not having that AJ Brown is gonna hurt us. And until Traylon Burks can, you know, and and it may be asking a lot for that to think that we can do that this this year, right? That he, that Traylon Burks yeah. can be that dude this year. But um, it is encouraging though, like. Like we said, it is encouraging that he, he 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 can be that dude, and we saw flashes of that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I think so. with with Malik with Malik Willis hopefully starting by next year, like maybe like we're, we're gonna it's gonna be something special. Maybe in the next two years, um, that this offense will be something special. But as far as this year, like we're just we're gonna have to be that grinding out, run Derrick Henry type of offense. Until Traylon Burks can be a big play guy. Yeah, I, I, we gotta make sure that these guys come up because we do need to preserve Derrick Henry. We can't also overuse him. To the point where we just gotta keep some years on him, some mileage left. Uh, if we, even if, it, especially, if we expect to go deep into playoff run. But I, you know, I'm I'm hopeful because it's Week One, and I know this sounds funny, but. I'd much rather a loss where we gave it away than one where we just got dominated. Because they, at least it's like, all right, we just got to fix mistakes. Versus like, oh, we don't stand a chance. 
So I'm hopeful actually after this. And it actually, I think is why it didn't hurt so much because I was like, they didn't win that game, we lost it. And so that felt a little bit like, that, that's probably just the pride in me though. Yeah, yeah, that, that, a little bit, a little bit of both. It's a little bit. But no, I agree with you. We, we made some, <laughs> some mistakes, like I said, the... The play, the play before the 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 field goal, I think, is actually what lost it for us. I don't know what was going yeah. on with the offense. They didn't want to call a play. We had to waste a timeout. Um, yep, that was and, terrible. And so, like, so yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. But uh, yeah, again, reach out to us Wait, Monday night. Reach out to us Monday night. Send some prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Lights and candles. Yeah. All right, here we go. It is time for our segment where we're going to give you some predictions, right? We got three games each. We're going to give you the prediction. Last week, we both, we both primo went two and one. We are tied up. No. We are tied up. We still haven't Daddy, quite. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. What's up, mama? Oh, what did she predict for Commander's Lions? <laughs> She's pretty... Those of you don't know, that is Selena Bella Velasquez. Yeah. In, in here trying to get in on the episode. Anyway, we both went to. Yeah, shout out. We both went AKA to. AKA boss. <laughs> yeah, definitely the boss of the house right now. Without a doubt. The bully of the house. She don't take no crap from no one. No one at all. But uh, we both, like I said, we both went 2-1 and one last week. We still haven't agreed on a... We still haven't agreed on a... Uh, on a punishment yet. My primo here doesn't want to ingest anything. I I suggested... I suggested that... Uh, we eat a habanero pepper or something like that, and you're you're no go on that, huh? Yeah, you know. So, just so everybody knows, me and the primo are gonna be live and in person, Nissan Stadium. The Cowboys at the type is kind of like a like a fantasy dream thing to watch the Titans destroy the Cowboys in their home stadium, but. That is where we're going to end up doing this punishment. And I think in that punishment, I really don't want that game to be ruined because I can't breathe or have to be on the <laughs> toilet ever. That's really why it's not, it's not just because it's like, no, I don't want it, but because I don't want it to mess up that game. If I have to be on the toilet during that game, I will regret it for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> so we got to find something else. Yeah, we'll um, find something. We'll, if, if any of you got any tips, let us know. Send it to our email, Puro Pinto Primos, uh, that you hear at the end of the show. Send it to us. Let's figure this out. A good punishment where it's not going to have us in the toilet the whole time. So, I'll say this. The one, most, like, funniest and I thought creative, but also not, like, disgusting or humiliating thing that I saw was the punishment with the, the like, whoever loses the, I think it was a fantasy, that they have to stay in a Waffle House for 24 hours. Yeah, I need pancakes. And yeah, I like them. You you get knocked down. You can knock down an hour for every pancake that you eat. Yeah. And and if you think about it, like how many pancakes could I eat? And I was like, yo, if I went so far to try to eat twelve, I'm still in that place for twelve hours. Twelve hours, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like that's like all. So if I, I would say that I would love to trap you in a Waffle House like that. And make you sit in there all day, but I don't. Um, eat, I don't eat pancakes I, like that either, bro. Like I'm not a pancake fan. I'm not a waffle yeah. fan. Like I don't eat that shit like that. So yeah, that would suck. Yeah, that's something we. Yeah. we I, I wouldn't mind it. Like I don't plan on losing, so I don't think it'll, it'll affect me. But uh, but we'll uh, see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go ahead and get into these picks now. Let's go. All right. So first game I got for you, Primo, is. Who is going to win the? Uh, and it, it's it's a toss up if anybody's going to win. Okay, uh, Colts and Jaguars, pretty much. Colts and Jaguars play this. They're at Jacksonville. 
They are, uh, the AFC South currently doesn't have a win in the column. Ugh. Titans have played. Trash ass. <laughs> Titans lost to the Giants. The uh, Colts and Texans played to the tie. The Jaguars lost to the Commanders. So it is a horrible division. That is our only hope. My only hope that we can still make the playoffs is that we're in this trash ass division. But Colts and Jaguars, Primo, who do you got? So, I think straight off of just experience, I think the defense, Rush is going to get to uh, to our boy from, from Jacksonville. I, I got to go Colts. Simply because I do think that Matt Ryan is the type of guy that can get a, a team focused after, uh, which is essentially a loss, but a tie, right, in week one. Uh, to the, but it's probably more painful and feels like a loss because it was to the Houston Texans. But I think that Matt Ryan will have the Colts ready to come back. And I also think Matt Ryan is just a veteran guy, um, is proud, proud enough to go in there and make sure he outperforms, um, you know, the second year quarterback out of Jacksonville. So I, I do think that oh, my pick for this is Colts over. Okay. Okay. That's a good pick. What you got for me? So, I, I got you a, a really interesting week two matchup because both teams had very interesting week ones, and I think we see them kind of in a in a lower tier of teams. But your first week one matchup pick is between the Washington Commanders at the Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah. So I'm not a fan of Carson Wentz, although he looked okay. He looked okay against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He made some good plays. Antonio Gibson balled out their running back, which I thought he was on the, you know, he was on his way down. Uh, so and then yeah, I think yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Washington Commanders. I think they are are turning up a new leaf. I think they're turning up a new leaf. I think that uh, the Lions, even the Lions, look better. Like no doubt. Like Matt Campbell turned that 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 culture around. But the Lions still got Jared Goff, right? They still got Jared Goff, and uh, I don't know. Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going Washington Commanders. I like Antonio Gibson. Carson Wentz is a game manager, and as long as he doesn't lose it for him, um, I think he can win <laughs> it. So I don't know why, but I'm gonna lay my hat with with the Washington Commanders. Primo. Next game I got on slate for you, Primo, is a good game. It's a good game. I think it's gonna be one of the top games of the week. Uh, Miami Dolphins. At the Baltimore Ravens, they're both 1-0. Ba Baltimore beat the Jets. Dolphins beat New England. They both Those teams were all trash that they beat, so the, this should be a good week one matchup. Who you got? That, yeah, that is really good. I feel like they're almost like equals to each other in a lot of ways. Um, speed versus speed. Uh... Wow, that's a tough one. Um, my mind says Ravens. My heart says Dolphins. I think the Ravens just because they got veteran coaching. But the Dolphins, I feel like, just got so many weapons. I'm going to go with Dolphins. Simply on the fact that I'm going with the teams that I feel like have the most like uh, talents and big playability. Um, and I think that, you know, Lamar Jackson... As much as he's deserving of like the money and the contract deal that he's in, serving as his own agent, um, I think if you can create a perimeter around him for most of the game and you take away like big play runability, I can kind of shut down that Ravens offense a bit. Um, so I'm gonna actually go Dolphins. I can't believe I'm picking a two-a-led team, but um, yeah, I'm going Dolphins versus Ravens this week. Okay. Okay. Nice. Man. All right. So. Your second game, which I think is the game of the week, um, and it really like that's the one outside of the Titans games. Like, what game do I want to watch? 
this is the game that I want to watch. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers in New Orleans to play the Saints. Nice. Who you got? Nice. So the rivalry game, Jameis Winston playing Tampa Bay again. Um, I was impressed Tampa Bay with their defense. Right, their defense is obviously elite. Their defense is is legit. Um, I was not impressed by their offense. Um, I think Tom Brady is not that dude anymore. I said it earlier. I don't think Tampa Bay is making the playoffs. Um, I was impressed by the second half of the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, he's got a lot of weapons, man. Michael Thomas went off. Uh, Landry went off. You still got Alvin Kamara. So I'm going to take that offense. I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints just because I don't like their offense can match up with the Tampa Bay's defense better than Tampa Bay's offense can match up with New Orleans. defense. New Orleans got a nice defense. Um, and I just I think Tampa Bay is falling off the cliff. man. One thing to consider, and I'm, a, I'm more so to just be fair in how we're doing these picks. Do you think that Kamara... Or do you think that they're different if Kamara doesn't come into week two into this game? Because he ended week one injured. Are they the same if Kamara's not there? Which I heard rumblings that they may sign Latavius Murray again. Oh, God. Um, he's so good for that. I don't know why. Like, he's not really good for everybody other team. He's really good for for the Saints. But, yeah, I mean, I know he's hurt. Um, Yeah, I don't think. I'm, I'm not a believer in... in in Tampa Bay this year, I'm just not. I'm just not, and I think okay. last week. Yeah, I think I think Jameis. Jameis has he has weapons, man. Between mm-hmm. Jarvis and Michael Thomas, is, is had a big okay. game, and he came yep. back. Um, you know he likes it. Yeah, and it's in it's in New Orleans, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'll pick New Orleans. I'll pick New Orleans. All right. All right. Big pick. Game of the. All right, Primo, here we go. A game for you. Not a good game. I don't think it's going to be a good game. You got uh, the New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Based on just what you mentioned, you kind of gave us, but I, I agree with you. It's just the Patriots do not be good. I don't have confidence. And I think the Steelers coming off of the big week one win against the Bengals, Late, uh, you know, how do they not go in there and just like destroy the Patriots, right? I mean, this is, I think, more of a coaching battle than it's going to be of anything else. But we know that that offensive side of the ball for the Patriots coaching is not high quality. So I don't see how, I don't see the Patriots have a shot in this game, actually. Um, unless, unless, of course, which is very possible. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky just gives them a bunch of pick sixes. Yeah, that's what, like, you still got Mitchell Trubisky. They're not going to have Watt at the end. So I think it, it is going to be closer than we think. Hopefully. Nas came out a little tweak out, you know, after the game, after week one. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully soon the Steelers will put in Kenny Pickett. If not for. The Pittsburgh Steelers for uh, V Nation Fantasy Football. I need a quarterback. He's my backup. Please start paying Kenny Pickett, okay? Please do that for me, Tomlin. All right, but you got one more game for me? Yes, sir. All right, so, which I think is tough for you just because I, I feel like they mirror each other in a lot of ways as well. But your third game to pick from is the Carolina Panthers at... The New York Giants. Panthers coming off that uh, that disappointing week one. And Giants obviously had a big week two. I mean, week one win. Yeah. Who you got? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, the, that Panthers game, they were so, like, the first half Panthers was garbage. Absolutely garbage. Baker Mayfield was horrible. Um, and then... I think the Panthers finally showed themselves at the end of the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter and making that comeback. But, but I think I got more faith in in the Giants than I think than you do. I think they they can actually be legit. They're 
to me, they're going to be definitely second in that division behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I, I like Saquon a lot. If he if he's back, he he looks he looks really good. Um, that defense made made a lot of plays. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the New York Football Giants over the Carolina Panthers. New York goes two and zero. Carolina goes zero and two. They realize that Baker Mayfield is not that dude. Baker, I was rooting for you last week. For the first time ever, Baker, I was rooting for you to be yeah. your old Cleveland Browns, and you disappointed. You were not ready. I don't think you're that dude. Don't think you ever were that dude. You're never gonna be that dude. And so the Jesus. New York Giants are just going to come out and destroy you. <laughs> I don't like Baker Mayfield at all. And I don't. Maybe it's an Oklahoma thing. <laughs> maybe, but I think it's more than that. He, he just seems like a straight up asshole, and I don't like that dude. And he made me. I was right there in that gap, but we might need to keep this right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. That's like maybe the only reason, the only reason I rooted for that dude was because, you know, Cleveland Browns, you know, signed, signed a predator that, you know, so I'm always like, <laughs> I'm always going to root for them to lose now along with the Cowboys. Like, they're right there. 1A, 1B. Anyway. I, Very true. We can end that right there. <laughs> Well, that wraps up this week's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Y'all make sure to like, comment, or review today's episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. as Puro Pinche Primos. You can find us on all major podcast platforms or Google Puro Pinche Primos for our website on Captivate FM. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. Peace. Peace.